0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, this is Michael A. Davis coming before you in behalf of Harvest Time Christian Church under the leadership of Pastor Charles Tompkins. Well, we're thankful to be back once again on this wonderful Sunday morning that God has allowed us to get up once again. We just want to tell you all that's listening that we thank you so much for listening. We pray and hoping that you are sharing the word of God. And on a special note, we just want to let everyone know that uh, if you want to send a gift, if you just want to send encouraging word, you know, we're about souls here. Uh, you can send it to P.O. Box 3248 West Memphis, Arkansas. Zip code 72301 3248. Well, we thank you once again. Now, you know, let's get ready for the word.
1: Amen. Amen. We do thank and praise God for yet another day. Amen. He's good. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. Amen. And God is worthy of the praise. You know I have not been in this long as some, but I do remember back in the days, uh, Sister James, Brother James, and some that I may know, uh, Sister James, Sister, I'm trying to look at the ones that I believe in, in there back in the days when you come into church, Sister Lisa probably was in that time too. It wasn't really a long time ago that we used to come into the house of the Lord and we used to testify right. about the goodness Amen. of God. Amen. Yeah, Sustan, she, she, she knows what I'm talking about. All my, my my family know about it. You know, we used to come in the house of the Lord and we, they would testify, you know, before service started about the goodness of God. And uh, I believe some of them had to be cut out because they were giving the devil more glory. I didn't know if it was uh, satanic worship or well, they're giving the glory to God because everybody that got up started, I'm going to tell you what the devil did It work today. I don't want to hear about what the devil You got to testify about God. Amen. Tell them what God did. We want to know about God. We ain't giving the devil no glory. Don't you know when you tell of the, of the things and the evil that the devil done, that's, a, that's glory to him. Yeah, I understand. He's the opposite of God. When the goodness and the righteousness, testimonies of God, gives God praise and glory. But all the demonic things that the enemy do that we talk about it gives him glory when we tell folks about it. Amen. It's just best not to even say what, he done, what we believe he done tried to do because he don't do nothing but give him glory. Amen, somebody. I believe in God. I know about the devil, but I believe in God. Yeah, I not hear what I said. I said, I know about the devil, but I believe in God. Amen. To learn, we need to know, uh, learn to begin to just testify about the goodness of God. People need to know just how good God is. You know, uh, Sister called me uh, the other day, and uh, I'm gonna let Sister tell you. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> God used use the devil to bless you. <laughs> Don't you think he won't. <laughs> yeah, that, he, well, he had, was he dressed up in his demonic red and white suit? <laughs> you know, I, I got another call that still gives God glory. All right, all right, My daughter uh, called me the other morning, and somebody <sighs> ran into the back of her. But I'm going to let her tell you. big old SUV wow, really with a metal good. bumper. All right. so for him, for sure. See, we, we, we you got to continue to pray. Pray and give him praise. And, and when she said her license plate was bent, it wasn't all crumbled up. It just was barely bent. It just wasn't flat no more. It was just barely bent. just barely. But he hit her hard enough To believe that the car was just damaged in the back. And when I got there and I looked at the car, I got under the car. I opened up the trunk of the car, raised up the thing right there to look back up under there. I I, I ain't seen nothing wrong with the car. There's nothing wrong with the car at all. got to learn to tell the Lord how good he is. Let folks know he's still God and he's still working. His, his word is still working. Amen. 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 Happy birthday. Amen. Happy Amen. 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 God is good
0: all
1: the, all the time. All the time. God is not just good when everything is going what we consider right in our life. He's good when turmoil and troubles come, too. He's good all the time. Amen. 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 Well, I don't believe, we, we, last Sunday we was talking about, you know, we, we was in the description, one of the things that I brought out is that uh, the world gives their father the praise all the time, but the saints are so silent about what God is doing. Afraid to speak up even in public, you know, about how good God is. It, it, you, you get an interview, and you're you, you, you reluctant to say, you know, it was God. It was, it was Jesus Christ, it was the blood of the Lamb. you know. But we ought not be silent about our Father and our brother and our Savior. Yes, tell the world how good God is. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for this privilege and opportunity, God, you have afforded us to come in such a holy God's presence. Little of us, God, you think so much about us, God. You, you love us more than we can even know, God. You keep us, God, from the hands of the enemy, from the dangers of the enemy. And we just want to say thank you. That, God, as your word goes forth, God, to all the listeners today and those who are in the house listening, God, let it touch their very heart. Let it prick their heart. Those that are unsaved, let them let the words bring them to salvation, God. Those that have walked away, let it bring them back, God. And those that are still with you, God, continue to encourage them to hold on just a little bit longer. In the name of Jesus, bless this word as it is blessed, God. Let it do what it do today, God. Use me as your servant. Let me speak what you give me to speak. Say what you give me to say. And open the eyes and ears of your people that they may receive. Individually and collectively and rebuke the enemy. He has no place here. He has no authority here. And we rebuke every spirit of confusion that he tries to put in the temples of your people, God, in the name of Jesus. You said, God, you put a barrier between enmity, you said, between us and them. I believe you for it, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. We are in a season where most people are being moved by their emotions. Amen? Amen. We're in the season right now where a lot of people have been moved by their emotions, amen, to believe that Jesus Christ is real just because they are about to celebrate what they have allocated to be Christmas which most believe in when he is born. They believe that's the day he was actually born, the 25th of December. But I ask the question when God was dealing with me. I ask the question, after this day, Lord, then what do they believe? These these pagan holidays, that the world has instituted when they come, they believe when Easter comes, when Christmas comes, they begin to believe and begin to mention more about Jesus. Amen. I know that a whole lot of them talking about some Santa Claus, but but they understand for the most part the 25th was the day that Jesus was born, was what they believe, because even though they're talking about Santa Claus. You see, in people's yards, they got mangers and they got these images and and they want to go to church on those days. Amen? But after those days, what do they believe? Because I'm going to tell you what I believe and know. They don't even believe it on those days. Amen? But we come to understand that we are in a season of what? Was, con- was a season of giving mm-hmm. originally, but it had nothing to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? See, the theory was that the Roman Empire, before it recognized Christianity, they celebrated the rebirth of Sol Vic, Vic. let me pronounce this right, Victus, Invictus, Sol Invictus. It's a separated word of S O L. V I C, I mean E I N V I C T U S. And this was a Roman, this was a worship of a sun god. And they had a festival around the 25th of December. It's when they celebrated. It was a Roman god of the sun. A date which coincided with the Roman festival. Uh, that was called saturnia saturnia that's when people feasted and they exchanged gifts does it turn the light on in your head they had a feast and they exchanged gifts it had nothing to do with Jesus but the Christians wanted to they adapted to that trying to outshine this is just a theory Uh, this festival of a pagan holiday. Amen. And they was trying to equate it with March 25th because they are equating it with the day of execution of Jesus Christ supposedly being nine months later uh, he was born on December the 25th. But this is our theory because the Bible does not specifically say when actually born. But it alludes to the fact of around or when he was. If you look in the Old Testament, it's called Nisan 14. And that's a time between March and April. It does not give a date specifically. But we do know that I don't know why we have taken on so many practices of the world. We know for sure, that Jesus Christ was not born on the 25th of December. It was originally, and probably still is, because it was in Rome, a day of festivities, festivities a festival, and the giving of gifts. It had nothing to do with Jesus. They were worshiping a sun god, a sun god, not our God. Amen. So, we, we, we understand that this is the season of giving because people are claiming to be giving according to the myth of Jesus' birthday, and, this, and it was the fact that he gave his life that we would live and not die. But I'm still perplexed about birth dates concerning Jesus because if it's his birthday, I had never met nobody that gave him a gift. But we we are so concerned about the gift that we supposed to receive on his birthday. Which causes the day to be what it really is, a pagan worship day. A day of a uh, demonicness going on. Because you're gonna be upset if you don't get what you if I don't give you a gift that's as great as a gift you gave me. And that's the reason why. I, it's, dem- it's demonic and it's, it's not even it doesn't make sense why I would give you a gift on Jesus' birthday I'm not going to give you a gift on Lisa's birthday because it's Lisa's birthday so this is the pl- complexity of my mind is that why folks don't have the wisdom to understand this ain't that amen and it all, it, it all boils around the title of this lesson. And, it, and I titled this lesson Seasonal Believers. Well, <laughs> seasonal Believers.
0: Well,
1: I and I took that from reading in the book of John. You can turn to the book of John. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. <laughs> and in the book of John in the eighth chapter. And it's talking about Jesus. In, in the 19th verse of the 8th chapter of John, St. John, when you get there, say amen. I still hear some pages turning. I want everybody to see. St. John, chapter 8. Amen? And verse 19. Let's start at 18. I am one that bear witness of myself. And the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, where is thy father, Jesus? Where is thy father? And Jesus answered, Ye neither knew me nor my father. If you had known me, ye should have known my father also. Let's jump over to verse 22. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you. That ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he. Ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him. Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them. Even the same that I have said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. So Jesus is saying, if you believe in the Father, then you shall also have believed in me. Believe in God and believe in Christ. But we have seasonal believers. So Jesus says in John 8 and 24, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. In order to do the will of the Father, are y'all listening? You must believe in God and in Christ. In order to do the will of the Father, you must believe in God and in Christ. There are those who teach that they believe in They believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus the way they believe in God. And there are some that believe in Mary more than they believe in Jesus our God. Are you with me? And we have what we call seasonal believers that come in a season that their emotional mindset gets stirred up into believing in that, yeah, there is a God, and Jesus Christ does exist. Amen? Amen. But what we understand, we got to understand is we got to believe in God and in Jesus. Otherwise, if we don't, we will die in our sins and be lost. If we don't believe in God and in Christ, we will certainly not do what they tell us to do. If God is to be believed at all, he must be believed fully, not just when we feel like. God exists in our lives. Amen. Hebrew 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Amen. Believing in him is having faith in him. It says, for he who comes to God, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who digitally seek him. We must digitally seek to know all that God wants us to do and then gladly do it. We must digitally seek what it is that God would have us to do. Why? Because we believe in God. And if you believe in God, then you want to know what it is that God wants you to do that's pleasing to God because you believe in God. And the only way that you can do what God says to do and then do it is that you don't have to get into the word of God. You don't have to believe in the Bible because in the Bible is the directions and instructions of how you must please God and believe in him. The Bible will help you spiritually believe in who God says he is because he will begin to show you who he is when you begin to seek who he is. And it takes faith. Amen? Amen? Faith is an absolute requirement. And all rituals mean nothing without the faith. Amen? Amen? God does not settle for just acknowledgement his existence. He wants a personal relationship that will transform your life. Amen. You know, when you get in a relationship with some people, it transforms your life. Sometimes you begin to act like them, and sometimes they begin to act like you. So when you get in a personal relationship with God, God will transform your life. The Word of God will transform your life when you get into the Word. We're not in our Word enough. That's the reason why we can't believe God fully like we should. I believe that. Because you have to, you, you, you do, you have to believe in God and Christ with all your heart, Amen. all your soul, and all your might. Oh, yes. That's the word of God. Amen. If you don't, all he's saying is, with your all, believe in me. Right. Not just believe in me for certain things, right. and believe in me when things happen your way. Amen. Believe in me even when things ain't happening your way. Because you must understand, even if you believe it's not happening your way, it is. It's still happening your way. Because if God purposed for it to happen that way, it's still that way. See, you got to believe in them to the point that you have all the confidence in the world in them. And that you will do anything and everything that they tell you to do. We question when we hear from God, and sometimes when God speaks to us, we question whether or not it is God. But when you have the relationship with him and you believe in him, you will know when he's speaking to you. Even when it sounds like to you it's not something you believe God would have you to do. Are you with me? He told the prophet to marry a whore. Don't sound like God, do it? He told a eunuch to do things outside of their custom and traditions. But it was God. He was trying to prick something in them about what they really believe in him. Because the eunuch says to God, and I paraphrase, well, you know, we don't do stuff like that now. But God says, so rather, you would follow your order of things but not mine? So you believe more in your custom and traditions than you believe in me? Mm. Mm. And today's church does the same thing. They believe in customs and traditions that have nothing to do with the belief in God. Seasonal believers. Mm. Believing in things when it's comfortable to them and when their emotions are pricked to believe. Not their faith, not their spirit, but their emotions. If we will not do what God have us to do, then we are no different than those people that we read about in John 12, 42 and 43. When he says, nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believe in him, that is in Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue for the shame of it, for the, for the suffering of it. Amen. They believed in him as long as they didn't have to suffer. <laughs> for they love the praises of men more than the praises of God. See your sinful life can't be covered by the blood if you don't believe in his spiritual suicide. You can't be covered if you don't believe. How are you going to be covered if you don't believe? you uncovered if you don't believe. See, many people believe that the redemptive work, the redemptive faith, is merely a willing disposition to trust in Christ as their personal Savior, independent of any further acts of obedience. Are you with me? It's alien. Is far from the truth. Far, far from the truth that's found in the Bible that we read every day. A belief that will not accept and do all that God tells us to do is not enough. If this is the case, then we are no longer better than the demons in James 2, 2 and 19. You, you believe, the demons believe, it says, you believe, as the Bible says, you believe that there is one god and the demons believe you know the demons believe there's one god they don't believe in all the god but, but, but the one god even the demons believe there's only one god but their job is to trick you to believe that there is more than one god but yet they still believe it's one god they want you to believe it's multiple gods but they believe it's one god because they know it's only one god they know it with assurance then they, they don't fade away from it. There's no if and buts about it. The demons know there's only one God. But we humans run around thinking there's all kind of gods, but it ain't but one God. They believe in all kind of gods, but the demons only believe in one God. Y'all make sense out of that and tell me about it later. They believe in one God, but they have a different belief in that God they hate his existence and they resist him in every way that they can. Their faith only moves them to a negative reason of their belief to God. Our belief is a work of God that God requires of us. You see, believing in God is a work. Amen? Your works, faith, Without works, dead. So your works show forth your belief in God. Amen? So our belief is a work. In John 6 and 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Amen? Amen. Let's back up a little bit to, let's see, let's look at this right here, the difference between in verses 12 of John, St. John, where Jesus says, nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed, but they would not confess what they believed amongst the Pharisees because of the suffering that they would have to go through. Amen? Amen. I want to back up to that because I want to deal with it just a little bit more simply because when our suffering comes, our belief fails. Mm -hmm. When our suffering comes, our belief fails. Their belief failed when when they knew that they would suffer to be put out of the synagogue. Because they believed in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You see, the Jews, leaders believed in Jesus, but was afraid to admit it because the Pharisees would impale them from the synagogue. Their faith was weak. When things come upon you, your faith must stay strong all the time. How does your faith stay strong because of what you believe about God? And how is it that you believe so that your faith would be strong because you have been in the word of God strengthening your faith? What strengthens your faith is the fact that you have a relationship with God and your relationship tells you God's character. Are you with me? When, you, when the character of God is strengthened in your belief, then your faith won't fail you. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, I'm not saying that when you read the word of God, as I always say, folks quote these scriptures because they sound so good to them. But they sound good to them, but they don't really believe in them. These seasonal believers. See, when you you turn around and say, no weapon formed against me should prosper, when my daughter was hitting the back, the weapon formed, but it didn't prosper. <laughs> yeah. See, when when the appendix eru- eru- disrupted or erupted in his family member it formed, oh, yeah. but it didn't prosper. Because when appendix rupture, help, help me, sister Lisa, it has killed folks. Oh, Amen? So it killed his sister yeah. when it erupted. Right. But because prayer has been laid out, right. yes, yes, oh, yeah. I tell you all the time, you ought to, you ought to pray all the time. See, so You stay ready. For whatever may happen, you don't know. You stay prayed up. You don't know what's going to happen. You stay prayed up. You don't. You don't want to hear something happen to your family. member you can start praying. God, it ain't really too late to pray, but it's too late to pray. You need to be praying all the time, whether things are happening. I get up every morning and pray for my family. Amen. Now y'all may have separated in your mind. That made a, That statement may have separated something in your mind when I say, when I get up every morning, I pray for my family. <laughs> I'm mean, talking about them folks so that maslessly. I'm talking about everybody up in here, and everybody claiming to be a saint of God. That includes those said behind so I'm talking about my whole family. Because I know the enemy's on a on a great attack now. So the saints of God need to be covered. Amen. Amen. So I pray for them all the time. All right. In the book of James, it talks about, you know, these demons. And y'all got to let this sink in the demons believe there's one God. Amen? Mm. But, and they believe wholeheartedly in God. Mm. You can't let a demon believe more in your God than he believes. Because, see, the demon's faith does not lead them to love God. Amen? Amen? Their faith don't believe them to love God or does their faith lead them to obey God? Amen. But the saints, faith in believing God should lead us to pleasing him in all our ways and being in unity with him. That's what I believe should lead us to and loving him Amen. Because why? Our belief is a work. It's Amen. a work. Amen. It's a work. Amen? Amen. It's a work that God requires of us. Because Jesus said in John 6.29, he said, answer, he answered and said unto them, This is the work of God. That you believe this is the work of God. This is the work of God. and Now, he's he getting ready to tell you what this is. That you believe in him whom he sent. So our beliefs must be an obedient belief in all the things that God tells us to do. Amen? Amen. The only work that God wants us to do is believe in his son. Amen. Amen. But for some reason we feel better trying to earn God's favor rather than accept it as a gift. I don't know why we look at the situation as though we have, we are working to earn the favor of God when God gave it to us as a gift. The only thing we're working for is to believe that Jesus is whom God sent. Eternal life is a gift. You can't earn it. You must believe it, that it is a gift. It cannot be earned. The only work to do uh, is to be done is to believe in Jesus. That's the work, to believe in Jesus. All the time, not seasonal believing. We must believe in God and Jesus Christ, in every situation and circumstance in our life, amen. Yes, amen. not just when amen. things are flowing good. God just blessing me beyond measure. Amen. But when trouble come, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you still got to believe in him. Amen. 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 Even though the man ran into the back of my daughter, she still had to believe in God. She still had to believe God was working. Even when when Tan was at the mailbox, scared out of her wits, she still had to believe in God just because the police pulled up. She already evaluated that she ain't do nothing wrong. But she thought she had because she didn't have a seatbelt on. But that wasn't purpose. The purpose was to come to bless her. what God does. Seemed like the devil meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. My daughter was blessed behind that accident. I won't tell you how, but if she wants to, she can. But she was blessed because I was there. You remember, there wasn't no damage done to the car. A little bend in the license plate that you can't even notice Unless you get out and actually look at it. <laughs> you driving behind her, you can't tell a light and play, Ben. Right. But she was blessed. Yes, yes. Amen. Why? Because the only work we have is to believe in him. Yes. Amen? Right. Believe in him and believe in him who he sent. All right. Amen. We must be obedient. And our belief must be obedient in all the things that God tells us to do. We cannot have selective Uh obedience and be pleasing to God. Your belief can't be selective. Uh, Our obedience is how we show our love to God and Christ. John said in 1421, he that has my commandments, he that has my commandments, do y'all have his commandments? Sure you do. You've read his commandments. If you read them, you have them. If you heard them, you have them. So it's saying that he that has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Not he who have and keep them every now and then. But he who has them and keeps them always. Amen. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So love means more than words. It requires a commitment and action. So what is that? That's you showing action towards the fact that you're keeping the very commandments that God has given to you and that you have. Because you have them. You have them. You lie about it, but you have them if you heard them and if you read them, you have them. And you're supposed to keep them. And when you keep them, you show him that you love him. Amen? Amen. And I was proud of my daughter. She kept the commandments when that, when that guy ran into the back of it. It was three guys in the car, and he ran into the back of her. He couldn't speak a lick of English, but the other one could. But I ain't hear my daughter on the phone cussing them out. I didn't even really hear her. I didn't even hear her raise her voice. Did you raise your voice? I don't remember hearing you raise your voice. She didn't even raise her voice. She called me. She said, Dad. She called me on the phone. Dad. Somebody just ran in the back of me, just like that. I said, What? She said, Yeah. I said, Did Teddy Cobb? She said, No. I said, Did they? Are they, there? they didn't run. Most of the time, them folks run. Every one of them that hit me, took off running. That was a blessing. He didn't run. It was a blessing even when they hit me and ran. Because I'm still here. And I wasn't hurt. So when we keep the commandments of God, what I'm trying to tell you is when you believe in those commandments and you keep them, it blesses you. Amen? Amen. Amen. God got you. He blesses you. You can't keep some of them and not the other ones. You you can't keep some of the commandments and not the other commandments. Amen. Amen? Amen? Because if we love Christ, we will abandon all we do religiously that is not found in the Bible right. and then do all things that Christ wants us to do. Amen? Amen? Just before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he commanded his disciples in Matthew 28, 19, and 20 to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That's the very thing we're supposed to be doing. When when we are dealing with folks that don't know God, they just know of him. Don't get confused when they get to talking about stuff that's familiar to you. They don't know God. They just know of God. It is our duty to relate to them the very commandments of God, the very word of God, not our own opinion, but the very belief that we have about this Bible, amen? Amen. People have conditional belief or seasonal belief because of what these men of God have been teaching. We need to teach only the truth of the matter. And folks won't have seasonal belief. You're teaching folks about Jesus Christ, but yet you have in trunk or treat on Halloween. Because why? Because you're compromising the truth. You're compromising the commandments of God. Because why? You're a seasonal believer. Why? Because you're believing when you want to and you're not when you're supposed to. Why are you compromising? Same reason you compromise around Christmas. And not realizing that the enemy has tricked you with the children. That's why you're having a or of treat. You want the children to be have fun. That's why you're out here telling them about Santa Claus that don't exist teaching them not to lie, and then you lying to them. You believe that God said you shouldn't lie, but, but then you don't believe it when it's time to lie to your child. You're a seasonal believer. You believe it when you want to believe it, but when it's really time to believe it, which means to pass it on the right way, you don't do that. You tell your child, Santa Claus is coming. You tell your child the Easter bunny gonna give you a egg. Rabbits don't even lay eggs. You tell them if their tooth come out, put it under their pillow. it's just for the kids. It's a lie. What do you believe? You're a seasonal believer. You tell them. Santa Claus coming and he gonna if you be good he' gonna bring you some gifts. Santa Claus don't even exist. Santa Claus never existed. He never existed. The real story was behind the priest of the Catholic Church. he was not Santa Claus. He was a person that they took a story from and made a mythical man. And it's demonic because they're saying that this mythical Santa Claus is like God. And that's blasphemy. He's not like God because he don't exist, but God does. So are you, are you going to believe the whole word of God? Are you just going to believe it when you don't have to suffer behind it? Because there's a suffering when you got to tell your child or mm. uh, somebody else's child. Because <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> He's uh, he sitting there telling him Santa Claus. I said, uh, Santa Claus. don't tell him that. I said, why not? It's the truth. Amen. You said it in front of me. I just felt the need to correct it. Yeah. I felt the need, Deke. And They was like, well, you shouldn't tell him that. Why shouldn't I? Why, why are you lying? Do you want your child to tell the truth? Yeah, I want my child to tell the truth. I said, then why are you lying to him? See, the, the light didn't even come on. <laughs> if you believe in his word wholeheartedly or you don't believe in it at all because you can't have half the word and have it when you want to have it and not have it when you don't want to have it. God don't work like that. It's all or nothing. You believe in it always or you don't believe in it at all. That's why God... Gave us grace because we couldn't keep the law. He said if you break one tittle of the law, you've broken a whole law. Couldn't keep the law. So God gave us grace. But you can keep the faith in God. And you can keep it wholeheartedly. If you just believe, Amen. So I say that Hmm. Our faith in him must lead us to observe all things. Amen. The Lord has commanded us to do in order to be pleasing to him. It must observe all things concerning him. Amen. Amen. If we want to be pleasing to him, we cannot select just certain commands of God to obey. Like they're teaching today. The yeah. preachers don't believe there's nothing wrong with homosexuality. As long as you love them. What? But the Bible says it's an abomination. What? So you ain't believing all things. Lord, because why? Your works, yeah. your acts yeah. show forth oh, what you believe. Amen. You don't condemn it. And God does. Mm. Who you believe in? You're getting praises of men. That's who you're giving praise to. Men. It's not real. You're telling folks Santa Claus exists. That ain't scripture. The Easter bunny is the reason for Easter. Your clothes, your 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 feast, and it's not. It's not even Easter. It's the Passover. So we can't select just certain commands. Of God to obey. We cannot ignore or even rationalize away any of His commandments that we don't like and expect to be saved. Amen. And we rationalize. Amen. When you come to understand it, to believe in God is to obey Him fully, fully. It's a work. You don't jump right in this and bam, you just automatically just fully believe everything and you're working it all out. No, it comes with practice and it comes with reading the word of God that will cause you to believe who God says he is because he'll show you who he is when you believe. Amen. Amen. And speaking of Christ, Hebrews 5 and 9 says, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. With an obedience of faith, respected for Jesus as our Lord, means doing what he says and for the reason he says to do it. We call him our Savior, amen? Amen. And we call, let let me back up. We call him our Lord and Savior. Is that right? We call him our Lord and Savior. Ironically, we understand the Lord part. I mean the uh, Savior part, sorry. Ironically, we do understand the Savior part. We believe in the Savior part, for the most part. But see, that Lord part, is where a lot of us are missing. Lord means he's in control of your life. You believe in the savior part. I say it all the time. Folks out there tell me, save me, Lord. But please don't tell me what to do. And that's what we believe in. We believe that he can save us. And, we, and some of us really don't believe he can save us. We just want to believe it because we need to be saved because we're trying to believe in something that's going to help us at that particular time, whatever that may be. Amen? Amen. But the Lord part, we're losing. Mm. And there's no way we can believe in him unless we understand the Lord part as well as the Savior part. Because they coexist together. You cannot separate them. Amen? Amen. He has to be Lord and Savior. Because... Even though you might not believe it, he still is Lord and Savior. Because Jesus says, you may call me Savior, but in Luke 6 and 46, Jesus says, but why do you call me Lord? Lord, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And the reason why I'm asking you this is because you do not the things which I say. He said, said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? But you don't do the things I say. That's what he says. Jesus is not our Lord if we do not do what he says. So the question is, are you willing for Jesus to be your Lord? And are you a believer at all times and not just a seasonal believer? Because God does not use seasonal believers because a seasonal believer does not believe. A seasonal believer don't believe. Only a believer believes. And the only way you can believe is that you have a relationship with God that's personal. I can't tell you how to have a relationship with God something you're going to have to gain on your own. And when you begin to gain that relationship, you begin to believe God and it will not deter you from what people say, what people do because the world is in turmoil right now. But when you are a believer, what the world is doing, don't move you. It may shake you but it won't move you. Are you hearing me? It might shake you. But it won't move you because you believe in God, amen? Amen. And when you believe in God, see, to believe in somebody, you got to know something about them. Is that right? And to to actually know something about them, you have to have a relationship with them. Is that right? You got to have a relationship, D, right? You know a lot about your wife, don't you? You know what to believe about your wife, don't you? Because you got a relationship with your wife. And the things that you know, you love about your wife. And that's how we gain our love for the Lord. We have a relationship with him, and we can believe in it when you have a relationship. But when you don't have a relationship, you don't have full belief. And when you don't have full belief, to God, you don't have no belief. Now, I'm just saying to God, we rationalize. I believe this but I don't know about this right here. But God don't rationalize. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. Is it. And you got to believe all of it. That's why people say, if God don't change, then why are we not accounted to everything in the Bible? We ain't under the Old Testament no more. Oh, yes, we are. The Old Testament, somebody help me now. The Old Testament is a shadow of what is to come in the New Testament. Is that right? So the New Testament is nothing but a what came from the Old Testament. Right, so why we ain't under the Old Testament? Don't be a seasonal believer. Be a believer. If you believe in God, you believe in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in God because they are one and the same. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.